It's the tip of the spear in the epic battle to defend the United States of America. The National Security Hour exposes the wolves in sheep's clothing and their nefarious plots to undermine and destroy U.S. national security. Welcome to the National Security Hour on America Out Loud Talk Radio Network on iHeartRadio. The voice of freedom, the out loud truth, with liberty and justice for all. America Out Loud Talk Radio plays on the iHeartRadio Network. You can hear and listen to us on the media player from any web browser anywhere in the world. So it's just AmericaOutloud.com, and then you're there. You know, you go right there, you go to the web, you click on it. We have the best-in-class apps available on Apple, Android, Alexa, stream 24-7, and now you can hear us 24-7 on the podcast on the same apps. So in other words, you go there, and that's where you want to go for the news, 24-7, right? All of our shows go to podcasts, typically one or two days after the broadcast is heard on talk radio. So you can hear my Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, iHeart Podcast, and many more. Be sure to subscribe and rate our show, the National Security Hour, on Apple Podcasts for us, okay? And be sure to make AmericaOutloud.com your daily stop for the latest news and happenings. Hey, you can pick up a coffee while you're there, too. What do you know? We all must do our part and share the stories, the articles, and the videos so that we can help secure America's future. And you know now, more than ever, we're we're trying our best to do it, and we do it almost every week. And I want to welcome today your co-host and host. I'm Colonel Mike and Dr. Mike. And we'll be doing this hour with you on the National Security Hour. So let me welcome my co-host and my great friend, 13 years together, Dr. Michael Shoya, New York Times bestseller. You can look him up. Famous man, very famous man. He wrote, wrote tremendous books. Even Bin Laden loved his books. Mike, welcome to America Out Loud.com, the National Security Hour. Thank you, Colonel. You're going to win me all kinds of friends. Oh, you know, listen, with friends like that, you don't need any enemies. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> well, again, here we are. You know, it's, it's another week. Um, and here we are. Uh, we have On the Border. Um, there was a great, uh, great song years ago called On the Border. It was a British guy that... Uh, that put the song together. I, I can't think of his name offhand, but he had a couple of nice hits. So we have the border, the invasion. This is not Title 42, Title 9, Title 36. This is not the, nothing to do with titles. It's a planned invasion of the American nation. It's a planned invasion of the Republic. And nobody knows history better than my co-host, Dr. Mike. But before I let him rattle on on that, I just want you to know, this is a global planned uh, invasion, which our government is involved in. They were hiring the buses down in Panama and all throughout Central South America. Our government, Salvation Army, they have all these organizations, you know, the uh, the humanitarian groups, the NGOs. Everybody was down there because we saw it on the web. We saw it. There's Michael Yon, famous reporter, former Green Beret, who was giving us blow by blow on Twitter and, and other platforms on what was coming down the pike through the Darien Gap in Panama. And I've been to Panama, Mike, and I'm going to say something to you. We do not know. Remember what they did to the Indians in the old days. They had the smallpox blankets. Remember that. So we don't know what they vaccinated these people with. Maybe they said, hey, you got to get a COVID vaccination. And they vaccinated, they vaccinated with Ebola or they vaccinated them with, you know, other diseases. And I understand coming through Panama, they've detected Ebola and other diseases, and they're going to bring these in. 
they couldn't get you with the COVID-19 jab. They couldn't get you with the COVID. Uh, so now maybe they'll just bring in the diseases and we'll have uh, all these people coming. But it's not just a matter of Spanish or Mexicans or Central Americans or Venezuelan, South Americans. We know what is on the other side. So I will go to my co-host, Dr. Mike. Welcome to the show and tell us what's on the other side. Colonel, I have no idea what, what these folks are up to, but I know for one thing is that there can be no other nation on earth that has a military that's completely unprepared or uninterested in defending the borders of the United States. Uh, it is a, it is uh, uh, unconscionable, but it was the same way they, they had no plans for Afghanistan when, when we had been trying to kill bin Laden in Afghanistan or capture him for um you know, six years before uh, 2011 or 2001. And the only, the only help we ever got from the, the only advice we ever got from the military was from the chairman of the Joint Chiefs at the time who said they train on jungle gyms. Uh, I'm not going to waste any of my special forces to go after them. But it's, it's the same thing now. How can the military not be interested in defending the border? And if they are interested in defending the border, then they should have overthrown Biden and protected the republic, just like they pledged to do. But uh, what we have, I think, is just a, 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 a cooperation among various councils in government, various departments that are just intent on flooding this country with a population that will replace the white population of this country and create a, a third world uh, nation that we that none of us can be proud of and none of us want to be part of. But well, there's, no, there's no other way to explain it, I don't think. Well, what you're hearing on the, and what you're, you're reading and what you're hearing on the web is, um, this is like a, a brown shirt movement. They feel that there's a certain segment of the military that would not attack Americans. So bringing in foreigners, it would be no problem. Now, you know, where, where did all the guns go in Fast and Furious? Where are all these guns going to so-called IRS agents? What is it, 80,000 agents need to be weaponized? Is there, are there caches of weapons throughout the military bases that they're holding out for maybe special uh, illegals or immigrants coming in? Or have know, they simply but, shipped them uh, silently to... Uh, um, uh, Mexico. Okay. And could they have come from Afghanistan where they left a whole bunch of weapons? Whole, right? And Libya and, and any other number of places that we raped overseas, mm -hmm. uh, they have um, stolen the weapons first. So they could be in Mexico. They could be coming over in the Mex and there could be weapons coming in here through whatever sources. Now you did make a good point about the military. The military is supposed to be protecting our country, 980 billion. How many times have we said it on our shows, Mike? 980 billion a year, and we can't defend our borders. No. But, you know, we're always looking for a new technology, a new drone, you know, something we could do in NATO. And drag queens. Drag queens don't come cheap, Colonel. No, drag queens are expensive these days. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're a lot more than taking an Uber, I heard, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're just, they're pitiful people. It's uh, this 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 is something it, this is beyond the Trojan horse. This is beyond the Trojan horse. Mike. What we have is a planned invasion to take down America. It, it started many years ago, you know, from the Bolshevik time. And it, it's gone on and on. And then it became the transformation of America. Um, 
and the uniparty, you know, both parties, the uniparty, uh, you don't see anybody raising, you know, there's nobody going down to the border saying what's going on. Now, I heard Biden sending 1,500 troops, but they're going to go down there with pencils and pens to do paperwork. Yeah. And, and, and paper. also with their pockets stuffed with uh, 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 credit, uh, what do they call those? Gift cards. Deb gift cards, debit cards. Yeah. yeah. And they'll, again, like I, I told you, I was on the board a couple of years back. They usually, when they come over, they tell you what they need, Chick-fil-A, McDonald's. Uh, they they already know they got a menu on the other side. Yeah. So when they come over, they get the first, you know, first bite of fast food. And then they scattle that all out the uh, turnstile. And usually there's a taxi or a minivan to pick them up. If they're pregnant, they go right to the hospital, taxpayer funded. You know, all of this is taxpayer funded. Now, that's another whole show in itself. But the bottom line is, Mr. and Mrs. America, you are paying for this. All of this stuff going down, you know, the housing, the WIC cards, the uh, the pregnancies, the births, you are paying for this. You you don't get this, but you pay for it. Okay, you don't get these services. The the damage being done to this country is in hyperspeed. Let's just put it that way, in hyperspeed. Hey, you're on AmericaOutloud.com with Colonel Mike and Doctor Mike on the National Security Hour here, seven o'clock p.m. Eastern Time, five days a week. So you you know be here or be nowhere kind of thing. You know what I mean? And uh, if you want to know about us and you want to read the blog that we do, it's on two mics.us, twomics.us. You can go there and see who we are and what we're all about. And we're happy to be on the National Security Hour. Uh, Dr. Mike, again, great author, bestseller, New York Times bestseller. Yeah, I mean, you could just look up some of his stuff. He's so good. Bin Laden even told you he was good. <laughs> and he was tracking Bin Laden for years. Nobody wanted to listen back then. So wow. here we are again, caravans coming. You, did you see the photos, Mike, of how many people? I saw a couple of them yeah. today. Yeah. And it said they already jumped the gun. They're already streaming into Texas. Yeah. So well, uh, that, that, then, that's, a, that's an interesting thing. Abbott can't be a Texan. No. You know, he's, a, he's just a two-bit worthless kind of guy. He's a WF Texan guy. He's going to take care of this himself. Well, he's a, he's an NWO, WEF guy, you know, Schwabby guy. Yeah. And, you know, now he's... He's a three dollar bill. You know, he's out there talking. See, if he was <laughs> if he was really a Texan and those sheriffs were real sheriffs. Now, I understand one sheriff went bad. But if you know, uh, one sheriff went bad in another state, by the way. But you know, let's just say they were you know, really actual, you know, gritty Texan uh, sheriffs. They could be deputizing all of their citizens and calling out for the 50 states. Hey, we need, you know. We need you to come down. We could be deputizing, go down there with the long guns. We can go down there with whatever. You know, we have so many guns in America. You could defend your border. It's your country. You don't need permission. Yeah. Well, now we're going to have to. We're going to have to defend ourselves in Virginia or wherever else it is, Colonel. It's it's. Well, it, it's they're leaving it up to no. There, there's no option. No, it's going to come to that. Now I'm. Now I, I want to go to Asia for a minute, Mike. Do you think this could happen in China? <laughs> through the southern border of Thailand. Could you th do you think this kind of invasion can happen from Korea? Is there any invasion that you know that can happen going into China? Would they allow that? I, I think they might not be able to stop all of it, but they'd stop most of it. Yeah, and they'd stop it with force, wouldn't they? Yeah, of course they would. They, you know, the, who are more racist in this world than the Chinese? In the terms like of, you know, China comes first, last, and always. Mm -hmm. And their their capacity for viciousness is, I think, well renowned, and uh, their their intention to defend their country is uh, has been proven. 
they're not always good at it, but they're always in their pitching. You know, the, the, I, the, the this is another one of those things that people really, I hope they understand that this problem is man-made. Mm-hmm. There's nothing to do with people being hungry or wanting jobs. This has all been planned, supported, and paid for, as you said, by the U.S. taxpayer to invade this country. Mm-hmm. And there's no, other, there's no other way around it. I wrote a book one time called Marching Toward Hell. And one of, the, one of the problems I thought was going to be is that you really never get a hold on any kind of terrorism unless you uh, wipe it out or make insurmountable problems to them getting at you. And I suggested that perhaps uh, the southern border, I, I wasn't too keen on walls at the time, but I thought that uh, minefields on the Mexican side of the border, uh, then barbed wire, and then high barbed wire, and then uh, towers armed with 50 millimeter machine guns would be just the right ticket to uh, uh, emphasizing that you're not coming in this country unless you do it legally. And if you don't do it legally and you try to come in, you're gonna end up sawed up by a 50. So it's it's man-made, it can be stopped. It can be stopped tomorrow. Um, but they have no intention of doing it. Not not the Repub- the pr- Republicans don't give a good damn either. No, they don't at all. Mike, you know, I was thinking about our good friends, as we always say, the only democracy. How do, we said that for years, the only democracy in the Middle East. I am wondering, they know how to do that border stuff really good. And the billions and of we dollars. Paid for we paid for it. Yeah, the billions of dollars we give them every year since Jimmy Carter. That's $3 billion for them and $3 billion for the Egyptians. Three and three is six in my book. That's $6 billion a year we give taxpayer money. You would think that the Israelis, which they say, you know, the only democracy in the Middle East and America's best ally, um, they would come here and show us how to do a border deal. I was wondering why that never happened. The Israelis hate us. Oh, OK. That's the only explanation there can be. Look at all the things that are anti-human in this country. Abortion, uh uh, what they're doing to kids in school, cutting off genitals, cutting off breasts, cutting off mm-hmm. this, that, and the other thing, uh, supporting uh, uh, mur- black murderers and calling it Black Lives Matter. Where does all that money come from? It comes, a lot of it comes from Jewish Americans. Wow. And Israelis, the Israelis never did anything about Soros, who is a Nazi and a, a Jew killer, or at least a, a Nazi Jew. collaborative. Yeah. Nazi collaborative, yeah. Yeah, and no one's ever done about that. The idea is that Israel is an American ally is as stupid as is saying, you know, cold coffee is hot coffee. It's, <laughs> well, today it's, upside down is downside up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, you know, the Israelis, the, you know, George Kennan wrote in, back in 1949 or 50 that he'd never seen a great power sign an agreement of recognition with any country that had nothing to offer the United States. Mm-hmm. And he, no, nobody has ever been more right about Israel than Kennan. They've stolen our technology. They've given it to our enemies. Uh, they've suborned our citizens to spy on us. They, they have corrupted the Congress to the point where they can get 500 people at a 500 congressmen and senators at the snap of a, uh, of a snap. Uh, to come to their meetings in their IPAC or APAC or whatever it's called. They are detestable people in my mind, uh, insofar as classifying them as an ally. They may be good religious people. I don't know, but I don't care. 
Mm-hmm. And what I care about is this country. And it's very clear that the worst thing that happened to us in 1949 was recognizing the Israelis because they've been sucking off our tent for, for uh, now what? Where are we? 51 and 23. Uh, almost 80. Uh, yeah, almost 80 years. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it, in, in the worst of the left is not blacks or not Asians or not trans. It's Jewish Americans. Because they have money because they have power in the media and they make a mockery. Well, look what they, look what they did to accepted in America. Look what they did to that rap star. Yeah. <laughs> what was his name? Kanye West. Yeah. And then I don't know, he changed his name. He went from Conway West West to, I don't know, Kanye. I don't know. He, he had a few I words. I just called him with a, word, a, a phrase or something like yay or something. Wasn't yeah, it? yeah, 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 yeah. That was it. Okay, yeah, hey, yeah, by, the yeah, way, yeah. <laughs> by the way, just in time for the evasion on the border, and we're coming up on a break, a commercial break. Just in time for the invasion on the border. Just we just guess what was released last night, Mike? Another Ken Burns special. Ah, yes. You won't believe this one. It's not Lou Gehrig. It's not Babe Ruth. It's not Willie Mays. By the way, Willie Mays is over ninety now. He's still alive. Willie Unbelievable, Mays. isn't it? Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Baseball does good things for your health. Yeah. Like you, you exercise, you play ball, you collect money, and you get to live a long life. So coming down to the last minute, I'll tell you a little bit about Ken Burns when we come back after the break. But just for the last minute, you have to understand everything is it, it's in order. The border, the invasion, what's coming with the diseases, and who else to, to take up the rear end and the rear guard? But the propaganda network, PBS and NPR, they're going to throw it out there. And uh, watch when I match this up when we come back after the break, Dr. Mike. You won't believe it. Colonel Mike was on. He was on the job last night preparing for today's show, because what I'm going to say to you in the audience is just going to be a mind blower. So we're going to go to commercial. You're on the AmericaOutloud.com network, National Security Hour. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-term effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. Fortunately, Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at the wellness company designed their spike support formula with the miracle enzyme natokinase, scientifically studied to dissolve spike protein so you can feel your very best. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Whether you're an independent, a Democrat, or a Republican, one thing remains true. Airborne viruses love us equally. You've all heard Malcolm and the great Dr. Peter McCullough talk about the advanced nasal solution, Cofix Rx. Cofix is made in the USA and recommended by thousands of doctors and pharmacists nationwide. Did you know that doctors and nurses have been swabbing their noses with povidone iodine to protect from airborne threats like colds, flus, and pandemic-era strains for decades? Cofix RX took that idea and made a more complete nasal formula with lasting cleansing effects. Maybe you're traveling soon or going to an event. Are you concerned somebody nearby might be sick? Maybe the office or classroom stresses you out. Get yourself a bottle of Cofix RX nasal solution. Spray goodbye to colds and flus with a Cofix RX nasal solution cleanse. That's COFIXRX.com. Save 20% by using promo code OUTLOUD at COFIXRX.com.
Welcome back to the National Security Hour. You're on with Dr. Mike, your host tonight, Dr. Mike and Colonel Mike. We're happy to be back with you. Don't forget, the National Security Hour plays five days a week, Monday to Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the iHeartRadio Network. And you can also get us 24-7 at americaoutloud.com. Don't forget, we have great media player, all the browsers, all the apps, Apple, Android. And don't forget, please go to Apple Podcasts and please give us a shout out. Okay, rate us on rate the show on Apple uh, Apple Podcasts. So um, being on the voice of freedom and the out loud truth, we're going to throw a little truth out here tonight. Mike, I did a little homework last night for the show. And as you know, I monitor the propaganda networks, correct? <laughs> yes, expensive well, ones too. Yes. And uh, we spend $500 million a year for NPR and PBS for taxpayer dollars. Well, of course, they do panhandle. They sell some bags and trinkets. But I think it's close to like 500000 and whatever else. But they do have some premium shows. You have Masterpiece Theater where the Brits show you how to, how to make a movie. Okay. And uh, then you have the propaganda. I'm on poor and the rest of them news hour and all that and things like that. But last night, it was a very special night. They introduced another Ken Burns special. And I said, gee, this is a strange time to introduce this one because we're not even close to the anniversary that they, I think it's in February. But last night, they introduced the US and the Holocaust. And I'm like, wait a minute. This is like, this is like a heartbeat kind of thing. Is this so we can open up that border and have the invasion? What am I watching tonight? Well, as you know, they talk about the great Saint FDR, you know, what he didn't do and what he did do, and uh, what the US government didn't do and what the Congress didn't do. And basically, it was a, uh, a well produced machine to let you know that America is open for everyone. And that they're saving democracy with this movie. They're saving democracy. They're saving the. They're doing the right thing. We're we're telling the story that American people must have heard a hundred times, okay? But we're telling it in a way now that works. It, it it collaborates more or less with the open border. Like, hey, come on, this is America. Everybody wants a chance at the wheel, you know. Uh, but we're not going to pay for it. You will. So I was kind of perplexed last night, you know, after watching Marie Antoinette, which is a great, 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 great masterpiece uh, theater, to see this Ken Burns deal. And I said, now I understand why the compassion, the heart bleed, you know. Um, but, you know, there was other countries, Mike, during World War II that weren't as compassionate as America. Do you recall any other countries that opened their doors for the Israelis? Do you know any other countries? I don't. I don't think there's very many, mm -hmm. unless they had something to offer in return. I think the British took some who were scientists and uh, uh, other other kinds of uh, uh, knowledgeable people. But um, it, it it draws attention to Burns, you know, when. He made the baseball series, for example. He wanted to make sure that he rubbed America's face in, in, in it uh, long enough uh, to, to know that uh, Blacks should have been admitted to Major League Baseball before they were, which is fine if that's what you believe. But it's, 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 it remains true to this day that the majority of all the teams 
that are the, rated among the greatest in baseball are all white. Uh, it's it's and then on the Civil War, when you were done, you were damn sure that uh, the Civil War was fought to free the slaves, which is as far from the truth as as you can get. It may have been a causative factor of the war, but Lincoln couldn't have raged, raised one corps of infantry if he had said in 1861 that this is a war to uh, free the slaves. Kurt Burns is an anti-American uh, of the deepest hue, and his, his things always seem to be timely, just as you said. They come out and they, uh, they um, uh, at just the proper time, to support the left in the United States. And of you course, know, I've never, I've never known Ken Burns to live in Harlem or Brownsville. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the guy's in New England in some palatial place, you know, some cabin, whether it's New Hampshire or Vermont or whatever, you know, the, he does these great things about the Grand Canyon. And these are, these are great documentaries, but there's always an underlying, you know, Mike, an underlying message. Like, oh, of course there is. Of course, you're exactly right, Colonel. And, and you know what I object to on the Holocaust one is, yeah, six million Jews died. We killed 62 million human beings during the era of Roe versus Wade. And among the strongest supporter, if not the strongest supporters of, of killing babies in this country were Jewish Americans. Mm -hmm. So I get I get a little weary of of being reminded about six million uh, at a time when this country was not trying to get rid of people. We had plenty of money to raise people, but somehow uh, killing a baby makes you a better woman. Uh, let me let me just let me fix that number for you, Mike. It's it's about sixty eight million. The last time I spoke with Fred, was that right? Yeah, yeah sixty eight million. It was uh, the last time I spoke with Fred. So, where are the proponents of life? You know, the pro life stance is pretty much the people who want pro life are pretty much, I guess, Catholics, Christians, Presbyterians, Protestants, whatever. And not even all of them, Colonel. Yeah, and I mean- Even in, on the Christian yeah. side, we have people that think it's grand to kill babies. Yeah, so you got 69 million, and, and we've said it many times over the years, if 6 million is a Holocaust, what is 69 million? Yeah. yeah. But nobody wants to talk about that. Nobody wants to talk about no, that. No, because there's no way to defend it. No. That's, you're exactly right. If, if you don't want to defend it, then hurl the anti-Semite. Right. Yep. That's what exactly. you do. And that's, a, that's I think, is the, it's amazing that this, like if this would have came out January, I think Holocaust Month is February or something. And they even deep dive. They said, oh, we went to the Holocaust Museum. We spoke to this guy and that guy and that guy. Well, they didn't speak to the guy on the corner with the pretzel machine. No. Right? And you know, what else is the Holocaust Museum but a place for the Israelis to put uh, intelligence agents to operate in Washington? Mm-hmm. You know, it's just... <laughs> It's just I, I don't know anything about that, Dr. Scheuer. <laughs> <laughs> well, anywhere you could put agents, anywhere in the world, whatever country you are with your intel people, you do it, except America. <laughs> America, you know, we're, we're out here. Oh, gee, we missed a balloon. Oh, gee, we missed that. You know, another balloon's coming through and uh, it's OK. I mean, what, you know, these are just. Uh, around the world in 80 days. They're filming for some kind of uh, movie theater. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe David Niven is reincarnated. Dave, and you remember David Rib, uh, Niven? I do. And it was, it was that virtually every star in the world was in that movie. Yeah, I think it was. It's true. It was a great movie. 
if you never saw it, it's around the world in 80 days. Get the original with David Niven. And there was a great little Mexican actor in that. Yes, I was trying to think of that name and I couldn't do it. I can't think. It isn't Captain Kangaroo. I know that. But uh, he's very famous. And uh, he was in that movie. But, you know, the, the, the golden age of pushing the envelope about what took place uh, during World War II, okay? And how everybody said, oh, this, this guy, this German guy, Nazi guy, fascist guy. Well, everybody, let's just take a look at the mirror. Like Romper Room used to have. Remember they had the mirror in Romper Room when you were a kid? Uh-huh. Let's look in the mirror and take a look at America today. Where is America today? They want to they want to weaponize 81 million, 81,000 uh, IRS agents. Right. Uh, they want to crack down on your freedoms, your liberties. You have these guys at the J6. In fact, there was a big uh, to do in the courts today. These guys got something like 20 something years, you know, yeah. some of these guys and uh, other people are still walking the streets who do big crimes and other politicians or sitting in the White House. And sitting, sitting in big positions, right? Yep. And they haven't even been uh, talked to yet about their crimes. And, uh, you know, it's not that this is some kind of fantasy. It's a reality. Let's face it. It's all over you. You got proof and then you have the House side and then you have the Senate side. Well, we're investigating. We're doing this. Don't do that till Wednesday because Wednesday's that day and that day's title 12 day and 24 and 42 hike. You know, just go out, and do it. You know, Nike had the expression, just do it. I mean, Congress, just do it. Now, again, I want to repeat what that uh, friend of ours sent us today. Let me just go get that for you, Mike. That we have the capability with the Congress. Okay. This is the Congress. It has nothing to do with the DOJ. Impeachment is a waste of time. This is from a friend of ours, he said. Impeachment is a waste of time. You need to go for the juggler and treason. And you're at the laptop and everything in public. Congress can bypass. Listen to this carefully, audience. Congress can bypass the Department of Justice. It's Congress. If Congress tries the people for treason, not the DOJ. So we use the Congress, not the DOJ for treason. And they can also try Attorney General Garland, as well as Ray of the FBI for hiding information. Hmm. Anybody know about that? Raise your hand. Let's see. Hands up. Nobody knew about that. See, big secret. (laughs) There we go. There was no hands. I didn't see any hands in the audience. If you do email us, we're at two mics.us. Love to hear your side of the story because uh, ladies and gentlemen, this could be the final chapter in America. And for all the uh, MAGA rally guys, you know, Hey, MAGA guys, let's say hello. 70, 80,000 show up for the rally. They're going to tie up Trump in knots. He's going to be in court and lawfare and spending all kinds of money, you know, and uh, it's just like having a backup race car. By the way, do I give a shout out today? Of course I do. To the Netherlands who won Formula One yesterday in Miami. (laughs) There you go. Congratulations. And the uh, other two countries. One was, I think, Spain. And another one, he spoke Hispanic too. But they had enjoyed themselves. They had that big... A magnum of champagne spraying it all over the place. Hey, shout out to Miami. There was no rain and they had a great race. And uh, Mike, there was also something else in the news that uh, you weren't aware of. The Edmonton Oilers in the playoffs. Yeah, You're they... an old hockey fan. <laughs> I'm, they I'm wiped out Las Vegas. 
<laughs> we are, uh, I've been waiting since 1967 for the Toronto Maple Leafs to win another Stanley Cup. In the last 18 years, they haven't gotten, 17 years, they haven't gotten out of the uh, first round of the playoffs. This year, they got past the first round, and now they've lost the first three in a, in a, in a seven-game series to the Florida Panthers. So uh, I'm beginning to think that in my lifetime, I'm not going to see another Stanley Cup in Toronto. <laughs> it's, but that, that, kid, that kid from, uh, that boy from Edmonton, uh, uh, McDavid, Connor McDavid, I think. Isn't name. he unbelievable? He is a light-footed uh, thief, and his pal there, um, Leon Dreisaitl, mm-hmm. they, they, between the two of them, I think they've got uh, about a dozen goals in three games. It's a, they're, they're a delight to watch, and there's a kid coming up called Connor, Mc, no, Connor Bedard, and he's just a little guy, but boy, he's a wizard on the ice, so there's lots of good things to look at, but uh, the Leafs aren't going to be one of them. Well, just so you know, to our audience here in America and around the globe, uh, hockey is still a big game across the border and here in America. Yeah. And you got some great players. You know, it's not all about the ball because, uh, as one gentleman said, Mike, remember that one gentleman that quoted about the ball? <laughs> if I wanted to know anything. <laughs> yeah. If I, what did he say? If I wanted to know, get, have advice from somebody who, Chases a ball. I'd ask my dog. Yeah. I think what he said. <laughs> because anybody who chases a ball and gives you their opinion in politics, you're better off talking to the dog. Yeah. <laughs> chasing a ball. So let's get off that for a second and go back to the severity of where we are as a nation. We're at the final, you know, the final chapter. And this is why we're here on America Out Loud the voice of freedom, the out loud truth with liberty and justice for all. There's so many good shows, especially the national security hour. We're on that five days a week, 7 p.m. But there are so many shows. It's so informative. You'll learn. There's a lot of education. Um, you History, can too. Up. What's that? History, too. A lot of history. Yes, yep. we did a show last week about Abraham Lincoln, too, yep. on History Friday on the national security hour. But there, there's so much education, whether it's with the, the COVID, the, 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 the vaccines, uh, politics, it's some way you want to be 24-7. And we're happy to be on, on the National Security Hour. We appreciate that from executive producer Mary Fanny, who is up doing, I don't know, five shows a week. But, you know, as an executive producer, that's a tough job, Mike. We were in radio for many years, and uh, it's like juggling, uh, juggling the balls, three balls with the... Uh, you bet. With the bowling thing. She does it well. She does it well. You know, somebody else sang that song too, Rod Stewart. (laughs) She does it well. And uh, Rod was way ahead of her, though. I mean, but Mary's doing a great job. We do appreciate being on with her. Uh, In fact, tomorrow, uh, the great Ed Hoagland uh, will be going on. And then McInerney. McInerney has a great show coming up this week with Mary. And I won't tell you the special guest they're going to have on. He hasn't been on for a while, but you're going to want to tune in five days a week, 7 p.m. on the National Security Hour with liberty and justice for all. And uh, don't forget to mics.us. Say hello to us, you know, wherever you are around the globe. We have 11 countries following us. And one of them used to sell us oil. You won't believe it. 
they listen to us very closely because Dr. Michael Shoy is a well-known product over there. (laughs) (laughs) His, his, His name is only initials. They don't even call him by his name. They call him by MBS. <laughs> <laughs> but don't forget, anytime you're ready, America would love the oil. We could still be friends. The money may be monopoly, but we pay it. <laughs> we <That's right. laughs> we pay as we can print it. As fast as we can print it, we <laughs> will pay it. Hey, by the way, I don't know what you guys are doing with, you know, all this money thing in the digital currency. I don't know what's happening with crypto and crypto and all these other things, but uh, I'm not no financial advisors, but uh, I could tell you one thing, um, you know, now more than ever, you got to look at where you're going to put your money or what you're doing with your money. Get yourself somebody who knows what they're doing that can educate you because we have no idea if this thing collapses. And I don't know, how many are coming across the border, Mike? What's the number? Millions. I guess they got a million ready to come. You know, that's we haven't talked about that yet. Maybe we're a little late in this cycle in this period of time. But we ought to talk about the Chinese military age men who have come over. Oh, we got two minutes to go in this one. We'll come back on the final segment. Yeah. Well, let's yeah. Leave, save it for this last segment then. Yeah, we'll save it for the last segment. Yeah. But uh, if we got a million right now, according to Ed Huglin, who does the National Security Hour as well, um, he said we have as many people in this country, it would be about 20,000 people per state or per county it was. Yeah, I think, I think he said each city could have, a, each state could have a new city of 20,000. 20,000, correct. That's now before the next flow. Yeah, we're about to get another gift. And remember, you won't be dialing one for uh, English and two for Spanish. You'll be dialing eight for English because there'll be a couple of languages ahead of you. You're going to have one for Spanish, two for this, three for that, four for that. And then you're really going to be upset when they don't even get close to speaking English. And you're going to be halfway around the globe. You're going to have 16 languages. And it's just compassion. All it is is compassion because, you know, hey, there's a Statue of Liberty over there. Yeah, you've got to ignore those, all those people that are saying that white people should be killed. You just got to ignore that. That's just. Yeah, there's another person that came out in the news. Did you see that? Yeah. We can kill all the white people. What's up with this? Yeah. Yeah. All right. We got to go to break. Hey, we'll be back at the next segment. It was Henry Wadsworth Longfellow that said, lives of great men all remind us we can make our lives sublime and departing, leave behind us footprints on the sands of time. America Out Loud Talk Radio, the liberty and justice for all. You know you love the versatility and portability of the Genesis Fogger, but sometimes you just want to set it and forget it. Well, we heard you. Introducing the UX4 HOCL Atomizer. This stationary unit quietly protects you and is perfect for smaller spaces. With over a quarter million units sold in Japan, it's now available in the United States. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to see the UX4 in action and receive a 15% discount on either Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you're ready for anything.
Welcome back to the National Security Hour on America Out Loud, talk radio on iHeartRadio, the voice of freedom, the out loud truth. You're on with Dr. Michael Shoyer and Colonel Mike, your host today. We're on the final segment for today's show, the National Security Hour. And Mike was saying that he wanted to go to talk about China on the border. Now, this is really a serious thing because here's, here's what we have. We have these factories down there now with fentanyl and they could be lacing legitimate prescription drugs or, you know, over-the-counter drugs. We have no idea. And Mike was talking about just a little bit more than the average. Mike, you can continue. We spoke about it before, but why don't we start it up with China? Yeah, I think it's quite an interesting thing. And it's only popped up in the last, uh, what, 60 days, really? And it's only popped up because of people who, uh, like several on our own network here, who have written about the fact that so many uh, military-aged Chinese men are crowding into the country. And I think the, the latest uh, two estimates I've seen is there's, there's now 450,000 or as many as 750,000 military-aged Chinese men in this country. And Michael Yan, who I think we've had on our own show, had uh, uh, reported that they're still streaming through uh, the Darien Gap. I think you mentioned it, Colonel, earlier in Panama. And then when they're asked who's going to meet them, they say something about the party, but they don't, they don't really say what party. And uh, again, uh, it's just, we, we are the enablers of evil. Uh, the, P the UN is down there handing out money and guide maps on how to get into our country without being caught. Uh, the, the, the Red Cross, the U.S. Red Cross is down there uh, handing out gift cards, money, contacts for these people in the United States. You know, Colonel, I've always thought that this business of taking, making charity deductible is a little bit too broad. Mm -hmm. I would say you, you should be able to deduct, deduct what you give to charity if it's to a charity in the United States. But any charity uh, in the United States that doesn't operate exclusively in the United States, good for you. You know, contribute to them all you want, but you don't get a nickel of deduction off of your taxes. If we're going to support charity, that's one thing. But if it's not here at home, then it's not deductible. You know, Mike, I didn't even think about saying the UN before because I've seen that. But Michael Young speaking about it also that the UN is involved in in assisting the invasion on our border, which really, to me, tells me that's another enemy of America. Oh, and, since you know, since that since that it was young, the people who are internationalists, Colonel, hate us so much from the fact that we killed, and it was a Republican Senate. They they kill the Republicans killed our participation in the League of Nations after World War One, and I believe they see this the 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 uh, uh, United Nations as a tool of revenge against the United States for having delayed this great world government crusade that they've been on since 1918, and uh, they are doing everything to destroy us that they can. Well, you have Council for a Livable World, another socialist communist organization that Joe Biden was with for years. Then you have Council for Foreign Relations. You have all these think tanks. Um, you, you have so many things, so many organizations, and the average person has no idea who's who, right? Well, it's the price. 
it's the price of not teaching history accurately mm-hmm. uh, at, at, young, at young ages. You know, the kids have to be educated in our history to appreciate it. These, our kids these days, when they graduate, believes, believe that the founders were either deists or atheists. And that's all due to professional historians who mm-hmm. have deliberately lied about what's in the papers of the founding fathers. Anyone who reads any of the major founding fathers and probably most of the founding fathers will realize that our, our uh, civilization, our society in this country has since Plymouth Rock been based on Christianity. And, they and that's what they don't like. And they don't like that. No, they hate that. And so they, they haven't, they don't have the capacity to uh, do it, uh, to prevail upon Americans uh, with a decent education, saying that Christianity was never part of the founding of America. But because they control the academy and the historical profession as a whole, they're able to do that. They're able to uh, say, and no one's willing to stand up and say it except me when I can, and who am I? Mm-hmm. But they have deliberately de-Christianized this country in the, in the terms of in terms of our students, and we're paying for it now because no government, big time we're paying big, big time. time big time it was it was very clear to the founders, Colonel, that the 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 silent partner of a Republican government had to be the church, mm-hmm. because the church kept people uh, responsible citizens. They behave themselves. John Adams. Mike exactly. was John Adams. Remember John Adams said. Exactly. This- but they make a mockery of him, Colonel, by saying that, oh, he meant any kind of religion. No, he didn't. Mm-hmm. He meant Christianity. Mm-hmm. And uh, w- without a population that is at least restrained by the requirements of being a Christian and a decent citizen, we have what we have today. A, a government that can find excuses to interfere with the lives of people to restrict their liberties, to protect the evil and the licentious, and uh, just make a terrible mess out of everything. And it all comes from a lie, another, again, it's another man-made problem. And uh, unfortunately, they should be easy to correct, but they seem to be about the hardest thing on earth to correct. Well, obviously, uh, there's a lot of people who have never read the Bible, and I'm not condemning you. I think it's a good read anyway. It's one of the oldest books, a bestseller. But in the Bible, uh, it's pretty much known fact that when you turn from God, whether it's personal, corporate, country, there's consequences. Yes. consequences. And one country we just spoke about early in the show, Israel, went through that. Right? They were in captivity a few times. They are the prime example. Prime example, exactly. So... And, you know, I don't know. I mean, I'm, a, I'm not one of these guys that has these degrees from a Theology Institute. But, you know, the Judeo-Christian thing, I don't know if that's a, a makeup or whatever, Judeo-Christian. Yeah, the early part, uh, probably the Pentateuch, you know, the early part of the Bible, the Old Testament. But there's other stuff that they added, like canons and stuff, so on in the Old Testament and Jewish religion. So it doesn't really fit Judeo-Christian. Anybody want to correct me, please email us. But the point is, you know, when you get to the New Testament portion, 
it's pretty obvious that when you went through that Bible, you saw the pain inflicted. And God is no respecter of persons. It doesn't matter. And he's no respecter of countries. He created the whole place. So anytime you walk around and you pretty much put the middle finger out or the arm goes up kind of thing, the Italian arm where one crosses over the other and it's like, you know, where what I'm saying, uh, God pretty much has a lot of patience. Oh, mercy, grace, and a lot of patience. And eventually he lets you destroy yourself, right? And that's what happens in history. So we are at the, uh, what is it called, Mike? Is that the precipice? Is that where we are? Or we're, I keep we're saying at the... that about the precipice. I, I tend to think we're midway to the crash. Yeah, to the crash. Gone, we've gone over the cliff. Over the cliff. Over the, it's going to be a bloody damn hard thing to do. And, you know, bloody is just not an adjective. Bloody in the sense of being bloody. To, to get back to where we need to be, if, if the Lord is willing to take us. Well, I think um, based on past experience but uh, in the Bible, you know, um, the Lord says, my people perish for lack of knowledge. And also, they're not on the knees praying. Yeah. You know, and if this, if this country doesn't get on the knees and the pastors stop playing hoodwink and tiddlywinks on the weekend, have a nice day with a Starbucks, see you next week. Um, how do we, how do we survive? We don't, I don't think we survive at all. I think it's going to be a mess. And if you want to be antichrist or whatever, um, that's on you, pal. That's on you. It's getting to be a very long shot for this Republic. Yeah. I mean, uh, I've seen things come back from nowhere. I've seen miracles happen in my life, but, uh, I don't know. It's a tough one. It's really a tough one. Mike. It is indeed. So where do we where do we go from here? Well, there's only one way. It goes back to tradition. It goes back to history. It goes back to common sense. Most of all, you know, once when you're plagued with people who uh, have accomplished nothing, for example, since the Great Society began, except to learn how to hate white people and not work, uh, it's hard to cope with that. How do you get out of that mess? They demand more for doing less, for being less, uh, and for crying out to kill whites. Uh, it's uh, it's a fantasy world, but the fantasy the fantasy controls for for some reason. I just have to think that when retribution comes, it's going to be a terrible thing if it's all of us, or if it's those who are trying to kill the republic, uh, because there can't be. Of the core of people, C-O-R-P-S, not C-O-R-E, which engulfs a lot of people, if they remain uh, kind of forgiven for their past sins, they're going to do the same thing over again. So if the culling comes and we get rid of the people who are trying to destroy the Republic, it's an awful lot of people. And uh, to my mind, it's, it, it would be work well done. But whether anyone in this country anymore has the, the gumption to protect the republic, we will have to see. Well, I'm going to give a shout out to uh, the audience in America. You know, you guys driving the SUVs, Jeeps, pickups, uh, got the you know, U.S. MAGA flag, 2024 Trump. You think you'd take a break from Netflix and uh, some tailgate parties and give a call to your congressman? Your the local office, the Washington office, and say, look, get off your rumps, man. You know, this this thing that's ready to happen, 
don't be coming to me for another election. Don't be coming to me and telling me you need to run. You need my money. You need my vote. Uh, you got to get off your rumps now. Did you notice, Mike, how many people are not at the border from the U.S. Congress? <laughs> no one goes down there. No one goes went there. down there a couple of times, I think. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you're going to have to take some action now. That means taking the beer can and the long neck out of your mouth, put it on the bar and start dialing those numbers, put them on speed dial once a day, remind them. And they'll say, oh, hello, I'm an intern. Do you have a question for the congressman? Say, yeah, I'd like to speak to him. I pay him. And uh, when the legislative staff gets on, hi, I'm the legislative director. He's kind of in a meeting. You just ask the question, is he with a lobbyist or the defense department? Who's he in there with? I pay his salary. I want to talk to him and harass them until they get him on the line. Yeah. Whatever you can send faxes and emails, you know, do whatever you can. Uh, no high hopes in Grassley and Comer. Just saying, just saying, I want to put it out there. We got a couple of seconds. Um, no high hopes. You remember Bull Durham. Hey, the way till Durham get, oh, and Durham's all finished. You're going to see, oh, my gosh, the world's going to turn upside down. Anybody remember John Durham? Raise your hand. Anybody in the crowd remember John Durham, Mike? I think I do remember that name. It's not bold, is it? John Durham was the uh, big attorney that was going to come out of New England and have all this thing done after Bill Barr. Remember? Oh, maybe it was just Bull. <laughs> bull Durham. <laughs> <laughs> But again, now Bill Barr's out in the press and he's speaking. And remember, he was the attorney general of he was. What did Mark Levin say? I remember. I remember. Oh, Bill pristine. Barr. He had a pristine sterling reputation. That was Mark Levin. He said he had yeah. a pristine sterling reputation. I know him. Well, Mark, I guess that was a little tarnished after you knew him. Something well, happened. It, and it was interesting with Levine, too. He was in Israel at the time of the election. Our yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. he was helping BB. Yeah. Yeah. Better a Nazi than a Trump, I guess. Well, you know, whatever, you know, BB, CC, whatever, you know, <laughs> hey, you know, you could be born here, but still, you know, there's an, you know, I don't know. My, my grandparents came from Europe and uh, all they loved was being American. They hated going back there. I mean, my grandfather went after 50 years or something, but, you know, he left with bad memories and they were, they were pretty decent. I mean, his family was pretty, they were in good shape in those days in the 1800s that, you know, he just didn't want to be part of that program. And then, you know, the country was upside down and he had to make the move. So uh, we're down to the last few minutes, Dr. Mike, uh, anything you want to say about Mr. Uh, Ping over there in China? I got something. Oh, to say. I, you know, he's, he is what he is. He's a, he's a, communist and somehow immediately after facing uh, annihilation with against the soviets for more than 70 years we suddenly forgot what communists were like and the and the 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 what's the hell of his name the the congressman who was the chairman of the or was uh what the hell was his name the guy from georgia he gave them as you say a most favored nation Oh, and, Newt Gingrich. Uh, no, yeah. the conservative Newt Gingrich. Yeah. And we have Judy Kazuti, as we used to call him. Both Judy Kazuti. Both Bushes uh, loved the Chinese and put them into, uh, you know, the fact is that whatever power the Chinese have, we've built. 
They have a great deal of native intelligence. Their school system produces excellent hard scientists and doctors and medical people, mm -hmm. but we paid for it mm -hmm. and we equipped it. You know, we still have, uh, what is that, that company? Oh, Apple, who's over there uh, teaching them how to control the, the Muslim slaves in Xinjiang, helping them to, uh, you know, imprison their populations during COVID. Yeah, the Uyghurs. The Uyghurs, the Uyghurs, yeah. Mm -hmm. we, 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 uh, we not only recognize them as uh, China, but we also uh, supplied them with the implements and the money to be trained. So if they're doing that, Mike, with China, <laughs> excuse me, you think they're doing that in America? <laughs> yeah, exactly what they're doing. They're more, the Biden administration is more like the, uh, uh, Xi Jinping's government than it is any other government on earth. Yes, it is. And you know, back in the day when you used to uh, be at the baseball game, they used to say, I'd love to be an Oscar Mayer wiener. <laughs> and uh, I guess Apple has the, uh, I'd love to get another Uyghur. And of course, you can't say anything because Tim Cook is gay, so he's got to be liberal and right. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, you got to get five, yeah. Uh, yeah. five points here and then three. Yeah. You got to do the social. What is it? The social media, social scale, yeah. social credit scale. You know credit what I mean? Credit score, so, I think. Yeah. Credit yeah. score. I'm in with the in crowd. Lou Rolls. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in with the in crowd. Imagine that. You know, you, we've had we had homosexuality since the Bible started, you know, back in those days. and. Uh, you know, back when I was a kid, we had just looked the other way. And who cares if you were in the closet, out of the closet, or in the bathtub? It didn't no, matter. It's, it seems to me that the goal of the republic suddenly has become depravity everywhere. Yeah. What, you, you like that other word, Mike. I like that other word, too. Miscreants. Miscreants. Well, miscreants for pravity, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> for depravity. That'd be a good yeah. word for them. That, that should be like the new, like MD, like medical doctor, right? <laughs> MD, miscreants and depravity. For depravity, that's right. We got one more minute. Hey, you're on AmericaOutloud.com. We're happy to be on the National Security Hour. That's Dr. Mike and Colonel Mike today, your hosts. We enjoy being on weekly with you. And we want to thank Mary Fanning, the executive producer, and America. Don't forget, it's AmericaOutloud.com, yep. 24-7, liberty and justice for all, the out loud truth. Hey, yeah. I'm going to have to say, go ahead, Mike. I was just going to say, we should also say, never give up your guns. And if you don't have enough, get more. That's the way it goes. That's the way it bees about the business. Hey, thanks for joining us on the mission. The National Security Hour is the tip of the spear in the epic battle to defend the United States of America. And we mean that. We chuckle a lot, but we're dead serious. Get out and do something. Get out and call them. Fax them. Email them. And that's it for the National Security Hour.